Welcome, everybody, to your all-time favorite podcast in the world, Persuasion School, and arguably the most useful podcast in the world. If this is your first time here, welcome. So grateful to have you. My name is Jake Savage, and you can learn more about me via the bio and whatever platform you're listening to. But if you don't feel like reading that, here's a quick snapshot. I'm a former door-to-door salesman. I knocked on about 100,000 doors over the course of several years before transitioning into a sales startup that I helped get off the ground with a bunch of amazing people. My job there was to build and train a team of salespeople around the nation, and I was a president there for the last three years. We had some fun milestones together, like Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the nation twice made that list. Pretty cool. Shout out to the team. And then in this year, 2021, I transitioned into my own consulting business where now I leverage corporate sales methods to help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations. And I primarily work with anti-human trafficking organizations. And I'm loving it. Filling my, fulfilling my mission, my calling, all while getting to uh, make a living off of it, helping other people. It's It's been great. And uh, so... If you've got a calling out there or a vision or something for your life, you should go for it. Um, that's all I got to say. But also, of course, through this podcast, Persuasion School, we teach the masses how to be more persuasive. So how to get more of the things that you want in life. And we do that through lessons on psychology, neuroscience, and my 15 years now in sales. So these we usually try to dive into just one principle or method at a time on each episode, just something to help you uh, be more persuasive or become a more effective communicator so that you can start asking for raises and negotiating raises, ask for the promotion, get that person to go on a date with you, close more deals if you're in sales, win bigger and more donations if you're in fundraising, whatever it is, this is the place to come if you want to learn how to influence people to take action. So here's how this works on Monday. So today we're going to do a Monday Q&A. I answer questions that have come through from the listeners. And then on Wednesday, it's a more informal segment that my wife and I have called Whiskey Wednesday. We just try a different whiskey or sometimes sip on one of our favorites, chat about what's going on in life. We had a lot of listeners asking to get get to know a little bit more about me just because I've got some crazy things going on, some fun things going on. So we dive into it there. And then on Thursday, that's more the bread and butter of the show. I'll put together something on one of those three from one of those three subject areas, like psychology, neuroscience, or uh, corporate sales methods. Or maybe I'll interview somebody incredible, and we'll pick their brain on how they communicate effectively and influence others to take action. So, it is Monday. Question of the day comes from a salesperson a great salesperson named Julian. Julian is a listener. He reached out with a handful of questions, actually. So we're going through a couple of uh, of the ones that I feel like might resonate with a lot of people. We might make it through all of the questions. But he asked uh, most recently, how do I dress when it comes to persuading others? So that's what we went through last Monday. Talked about the importance of that. Today, the question is, how do I get out of a slump? And then how do I avoid getting there in the first place? So that's from Julian. How do I get out of a slump? How do I avoid getting there in the first place? I think this will immediately resonate with salespeople and fundraisers, people where it requires stamina 
you're constantly reaching out to individuals and you're, you're giving your spiel or you're asking them questions and you're trying to influence them to take action. And if you get lots of rejection, it can be difficult. And maybe you're going to go through a dry spell where you go a long time without getting any wins. And I've had plenty, plenty of those. So I love this question because I've got something that I, I do think will help you. But for those that aren't in sales or fundraising, you will go through slumps. And maybe there are times where it could be dating, actually, especially during COVID. You know, you've maybe you've given up on any of those apps or those uh, online dating, uh, whatever they're called, software services, anything. And it's not working. Nobody wants to go on a date with you. And you're getting rejected left and right. And you feel like you are in a slump. Well, slump no more. We're going to go through some things today that should help you, should help you get out of this uh, and get you back on track and just avoid slumps altogether. All right, so Julian and anybody else that feels the same way here, anytime I've caught myself in a slump, especially in sales, I've been in sales 15 years, I've had many a slump before. It's typically, I mean, it could be for a handful of reasons, but it's typically because I have strayed too far away from the basics. So in my profession, there are usually established routes, scripts, whatever you want to call them, methods that have proven to work. And when you come on board somewhere, you get trained on these methods and you know that they work and maybe you get a couple wins under your belt, but then eventually you want to put your own spin on things and which is great. I mean, you should absolutely put your own spin on it. Get creative, have fun with it, make it your own, no matter what it is. And if you learned a uh, maybe like some pickup lines or something from somebody that's worked for them, and maybe you tried it, but eventually you started putting your own spin on things, and it, it hasn't been working for you on any of those apps, right? So that's that's what we're going to get to here is you, you eventually drift further and further and further away from the basics every time that you start putting your own spin on things. And and it just comes down to measuring how far away from the basics you're getting. You know, the more confident that you get, the more new things that you'll try. And that's and not all of those things that you try will work. Your confidence may be going through the roof, but that doesn't mean that the methodology will also go through the roof or the efficiency or effectiveness, right? So we uh we we inevitably drift away from what we know works as we become more and more confident trying new things. So anytime I found myself in a slump, it's because I drifted too far away. My confidence level started to started to actually cross over into cockiness territory. And then I had drifted so far away trying all these new things, feeling like I was invincible, that I had drifted into an area where nothing was working. Right. And it's easy to blame external circumstances when this happens. And I think that's that's a key takeaway there for anybody that has found themselves in uh, found themselves in a slump. As you start blaming the uh, the circumstances around you or outside variables. Right. For salespeople, you're always looking to blame like your your customers or the territory that you've been given. Same thing for fundraising. Forget all that stuff. Forget it completely. And same thing with dating. It's not the apps. It's not the people. It might be how you're communicating with others. So first things first, getting out of a slump, get back to the basics. If you've got a system that has proven to work before, go back to it. There have been times where 
even years into a sales position where, and I was the top person at that company, top salesperson, found myself in a slump, still went back to that original script that I was trained on just to get out of the slump. So a veteran person who was at the top uh, in, in terms of performance, all the way back down to using the script. That's what it takes to, to sort of reground yourself and get yourself back to the basics. So highly recommend that for anybody that has found themselves in a slump. Stop blaming external circumstances. Stick to the script. Rebuild that momentum. Rebuild the confidence. Ditch the arrogance and the cockiness. Rebuild the confidence. Rebuild the momentum and continue going from there. Get back to putting your own spin on things. That's great. Just be cautious that you don't cross into that cockiness territory. All right, so the next piece is how do you avoid getting into a slump in the first place? Well, if we drift away because of overconfidence, then we need to monitor ourselves to make sure we're not being overconfident along the way. If we can do that, we should be able to avoid slumps completely. So there are going to be a handful of methods that probably work for people to prevent themselves from becoming overconfident. But for me, and if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about my, my faith before, my belief in Jesus and in God. And I got to say, I'm, I'm a little bit of a skeptical believer at times. I always feel like I need to preface that because so many Christians are just nut jobs, if I'm able to say that. But I absolutely do believe in God. And maybe that was wrong to call Christians nut jobs, but sometimes they truly are. And so I, I just, I, I want to be careful with that. But anyways, I, as a follower of Jesus, there is a Bible verse that has always stuck out to me when it comes to my job as an influence and not, not as an influencer, as a person whose job is to influence others or persuade others is to make sure that my intentions are in check. So, and that also helps keep me grounded and preventing myself from being cocky. And so the Bible verse that I have not forgotten because I had to write this on my arm uh, many times in a row to avoid those slumps is a verse called a book, a uh, verse from a book called Philippians, basically. And the, uh, the verse says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. So one more time, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, consider others above yourselves. So kind of self-explanatory there, but for me, really trying to look at the my stakeholder, the person who I was trying to win over, valuing them above myself. How do I put their needs above my own? And I think that this is this is really important because that means each new stakeholder, each new person that I'm speaking with, I make it my mission to serve them, to identify what their needs are, and then to help them fulfill those needs by usually uh, taking it, taking me up on whatever it is that I'm offering. And maybe that is through fundraising, right? An opportunity to join this great vision and make change. Maybe it is a product, you know, a product that's going to help change their life and make an impact. But if I'm not putting their needs above my own, I will drift. And believe me, I've done that. Human being, as much as I love, want to love and serve other people, there have been many times where my commission check comes to the forefront, especially if times are tough. That's where it gets difficult because all you can really think about is covering your bills in your commission check. Well, you've got to have the self-discipline to slow down 
and put your your stakeholders' needs above your own. And it, man, I, I feel like I'm saying this quote every episode nowadays, but again, there's an old school sales trainer and this guy must've obviously figured this out because he, this quote is spot on. And pretty much any anything that we talk about comes back to this. But this old sales trainer, Zig Ziglar, would always say, you can get everything that you want in life if you can just help enough other people get what they want. So trust the process, put your own needs on the back burner, focus on helping the people in front of you, the stakeholders, figure out what their needs are, help them get it, put and again, just value them above yourself. And that's going to help you, that's going to help prevent you from doing anything out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And it should keep you out of that slump a little bit longer. Why? Because you will remain at uh, at a natural and healthy level of confidence and not become arrogant or cocky. But also, you shouldn't be in a slump if you're constantly helping other people. If you're always helping other people get what they want, then like that well doesn't that well doesn't dry up. You know, so if you're if you're that good at helping other people get what they want, then that means that you're going to be an expert salesperson, an expert fundraiser. You're going to be you're going to never have a problem getting a date, never have a problem negotiating a raise because your sole focus is helping the other person, right? So that's just my two cents there for avoiding a slump. Slumps are zero productivity, okay? And so that means that people are saying no to you for some reason, and it's probably because they don't trust you or they can tell that you're desperate or they can tell that you're putting their your own needs above theirs. So avoid the slump by helping others. And then get out of the slump by getting back to the basics. Kind of comes down to little sense of humility. If you're in sales or fundraising, ask your manager for the script. Get back to that script. And if you are somebody that has found yourself in a slump in some other aspect of persuasion, maybe you're you're, uh, you're running for a political office, which I've got a great buddy of mine that's doing, hoping to get him on the show here. If you find yourself in a slump when it comes to fundraising for that or, or getting votes, check yourself, figure out whose needs you're trying to serve and fulfill first, and then get back to the basics. Food for thought. Guys, that wraps it up for today. Quick and easy. If you're looking for more content on persuasive communication, catch me on Instagram, pretty active on there. You can also follow the Ironman journey. I'm signed up for an Ironman, full Ironman 2021 in Wisconsin with a buddy of mine, Charlie. We're going to tackle in one day a two and a half mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then a full marathon. It's going to be nuts, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So you can follow that journey, the training journey on Instagram too. Last three things. One, there's a survey live on the website. I know nobody likes taking surveys except for a couple of you weird people. And if that's you, don't take offense. I don't know why you like surveys. But there is a 60-second nine-question survey on the website now, persuasionschoolpodcast.com. The link is also in the show notes. If you take it, it will help me out a ton. Why? Because it actually helps you in return. We're trying to better understand you what you like about the show, what you'd like to hear more of, maybe hear less of, so we can actually make this your favorite podcast in the world. That's number one. Number two is ratings and reviews. Even something like, hey, this podcast has been helpful. One-liner, just super basic. 
That is incredibly valuable to us and to other people because when you review the show, the podcast algorithms, bubble persuasion scroll on up to the top, which means more people get to see it. So if you're somebody that's got a raise from the show or you're closing more deals or winning more dates or donations, you can help others do the same just by writing a review. You got something good, help other people get something good as well, just like we went through on today's Q&A. So ratings and reviews help out tremendously. Then last thing, my wife and I, Alexa, incredibly passionate about fighting human trafficking. If this has been on your radar, but you haven't done anything yet, just because there are a million ways that you can donate, we don't want you to suffer from paralysis by analysis. You can go to our website, persuasionschoolpodcast.com and donate right there. It's a pass-through. 100% of the donations go straight to our partners here in the U.S. and abroad, focused on fighting both sex trafficking and forced labor trafficking. Crazy stuff that goes on in this world. It's the fastest-growing criminal industry in the world, and it's the second-largest criminal industry in the world. And we're trying to take it down. We are trying to take it down. Fight the good fight. Jump in with us. You can also buy a T-shirt if you feel like it. Um... Uh, not as much of the proceeds will go towards the mission, but all profits still do. So if you want to buy a t-shirt, the one that I'm wearing in the cover art that says, trust me, I'm a salesman, or I've got trust me, I'm a saleswoman. Both are available and up for grabs. And that way you can rep the show and fight the good fight. So anyways, that wraps it up for today. Thank you guys. Like I said, quick and easy. We'll come back on Wednesday for our Whiskey Wednesday. I'll catch you then. Adios. Adios.